It's August 31st, 2022. Welcome to the new reality edition of Bite Marks Cafe right here on Hawaii Public Radio, where we serve you the first bite of today's science, technology, and innovation. I'm Bert Lum. And first up, we'll have Senator Bennett Mizalucha, and she is here to tell us about an exciting program that is a partnership with Amazon AWS. And then we'll be joined by Eldon Ito, CEO, and Kurt Nakamura, COO of Revacom. And they're here to tell us about how they really basically pivoted into the remote work environment. And uh, they'll go through some of the best practices that they've learned over this pandemic period. But now I want to welcome uh, Senator Bennett Mizalucha. And, of course, she's here to talk about this cloud computing education initiative that was sort of uh, sort of crafted um, in terms of a partnership with the DOE, UH, and the Hawaii uh, Senate as well as Amazon, which is the uh, content provider. And, Senator, I want to welcome you to Bite Marks Cafe. Good evening, Bert, and aloha. And by the way, thank you very much for being there at the ceremonial signing that happened yesterday uh, morning at uh, Pearl City High School at the, uh, at the auditorium. Uh, it was well attended by the students as well as uh, various stakeholders. So, Bennett, tell me, uh, what, what was it that uh, really uh, the, the genesis of this idea? Sure. And you know what? This is the backstory. Um, so about a year and a half ago, my first uh, foray into legislating was uh, a bill on dual-use technology. Mm-hmm. Right. And I happened to be, yes, and I happened to do a presentation to the dual-use technology HUI, and in the room was Amazon. Mm-hmm. They heard my presentation. They must have sensed the passion that I have for digital literacy as well as anything broadband-related and, um, so, and technology-related. And as a result, they reached out to me, and they shared with me some of the things, initiatives that they're doing in other parts of the country. It was quite a, kind of exciting. So mm-hmm. um, they're doing this partnerships in Arizona, Utah, and Texas. And they said they wanted to do it in Hawaii. So we reach out to the various stakeholders, the principals of IA and Pro City, because we wanted to have a pilot, uh, at least at the very beginning, at the onset, here at Senate District 16, which covers Pro City and IA high schools. And, you know, it was quite uh, important to, to us particularly, because when you look at the statistics, IA high school students, um, 40-plus percent are not college-bound. So obviously workforce development is a very important issue because if we don't do something, then our kids, our graduating seniors, may be drawn more to lower-paid jobs, Mm -hmm. um, minimum-wage jobs, and we really don't want that. We wanted to equip them with um, skill sets that would really set them them apart and ensure that they are prepared for the future. That's great. That's great. And and uh, Senator, you know, you've uh, been one of the strong supporters, like you mentioned, tech, broadband, digital literacy, uh, and and have been part of the uh, committee, committee, yeah, a Senate committee on on economic mm-hmm. development uh, with with uh, Senator Wakai. So I really appreciate your guys' support for for these kinds of programs. I mean, uh, and thanks for taking that initiative to kind of move this agenda forward. So when you when you brought the the folks together, like you know Keith Hayashi and over at the DOE and, and David Lazar at the UH, was it was it uh, challenging to get them to all agree that this is something that they wanted to embrace? I think conceptually everybody embraced the idea 
but obviously we had to have depth and uh you know i think the last you know dot your eyes and cross your teeth mm-hmm. uh, portion was uh working with the attorney general's office and uh but once that hurdle was overcome it became quite apparent that this project is very critical to our future so this collaboration um is is uh going to uh enable our kids to to train to be certified in cloud computing skills just by way of background as you know most of today's work is through the cloud and amazon is actually the leader when it comes to cloud technology so at the onset they shared with us that 90% of their clients today have concerns about the uh, about the skill sets of of today's workers mm-hmm, uh, and mm-hmm. they they feel that they're not necessarily aligned with cloud technology so that's why they're investing heavily on this and by the way this is at no cost to the state so um what's going to happen is that uh Amazon is going to establish the pilot program so they're going to give us access to uh their cloud computing curriculum mm-hmm. that have been tested in other states so our teachers will have access to instructor training our students can access self-paced online training courses So the goal is to produce 150 learners in three years, or by 2025. So it's it's doable. I think it's reasonable. Mm-hmm. But what's great about it is, so hopefully once the kinks are ironed out, once we've overcome you know some of the learning curves, we can roll this initiative out to the rest of the state. So do you think the um, <clears throat> the first offering uh, will take place sometime in 2023? Is that the goal? The idea is yes. So fall of 2023 is the goal. Mm-hmm. Um we have, you know, the preparation that will be involved between now and then. Obviously resources would have to be expended a little bit, make sure that we have teachers who will be uh, teaching the curriculum. Um but I think we are all optimistic that um uh, those goals uh for 2023 will be met. Well, that's a great and And uh Senator, is there any place that uh, you would recommend we we go to learn more about this? Um I think the DOE uh there's a there's a uh there's no website yet or anything like that, but the DOE does have the information on their website about this. I think there's a press release. But you know, it's really exciting. Um there's there's a lot of possibilities with this. I'm I'm very uh encouraged by the support of DOE Superintendent Kisayashi by UH President Lastner and of course AWS I think they have uh really uh shown that you know they are willing and able to work with us towards this effort. Very good and and mahalo senator for the initiative you brought to making this making this uh, partnership happen. And of course uh senator thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. Uh, aloha to you and uh, your listeners. Thanks uh, Senator and of course take we'll care, take Bert. Thank you and of course we'll take a short break and when we return we'll be joined by Elden Ito CEO Kurt Nakamura uh COO of Revacom and of course uh, we're here to talk about remote work in 2022 and beyond. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor Honolulu Waldorf School. 
Welcome back to Bite Marks Cafe on Hawaii Public Radio. I'm happy to welcome Eldon Ito, CEO, and of course, uh, Kurt Nakamura, COO of Revacom. And they're here to share their insights into optimizing a hybrid remote work environment. And I want to welcome you both to Bite Marks Cafe. First time, right? Oh, first time. Good to be here. I've been, I've been wanting to come on the show. I never get invited. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, you know, I I gotta say, I'm 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 totally sorry. You have every right to, you know, uh, say whatever you want because uh, you know we've known each other for longer than the 14 Long years that I've been time. doing this show. And Long time. Uh, late 90s, right? Yeah, we yeah. Go, we go way back. Yeah, we go way back. We go, we go back to dial-up, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you know, putting that putting that phone on that acoustic coupler. And and talking about twelve hundred baht, yeah, we go back that far. <laughs> yeah, pretty far back. So so El, you know, back uh, back in the day when when I was uh, quite uh, involved with you know with uh, entrepreneurship and and uh, mm-hmm. you know the burgeoning web environment, uh, your company was uh, spelt out Revacom, right? And and mm-hmm. I recently saw a whole kind of rebranded image. Of Revacom, which is still pronounced Revacom, but it's now RVCM. I wanna, I wanna ask you, uh, after after so many years, maybe you know, almost what twenty years, uh, what what the prompted the kind of the the rebranding? Well, you know, we we've changed so much, right? We you know, at the at the turn of the century, we were yes, we were focused on a lot of uh, web web dev work, and and uh, we're doing some software, custom software development, web, web software development, but mostly it was, you know, we were known in the local market really for large-scale custom, you know, websites, right, with with maybe there's some back, um, you know, applications that are running, right, to, to, to um, you know, streamline or, or um, you know, do do some, in, you know, customized features for, for the customer, but we're primarily web you know marketing website mm-hmm, and that, that's mm-hmm. what the, that's what the market knew us for mm-hmm. um we barely survived the dot-com bubble bus you know almost almost went down i, um, I remember that uh, that was a tough time <laughs> that was really tough yeah. I, I, I didn't think i wasn't sure whether we was going to make it through or not but we we did and we 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 adopted you know and and uh came back and and, and what what that really did was make us focus right it, it made us focus on really what was our strength and and what was the market gonna need as as we grew again? So we began to grow again, and um, just began to stay very more, much more focused on you know getting deeper uh, into you know the the software development side of side of the house, and and uh, you know long and short of it, I don't want to go into too much detail, but you know o- over over time, over the like you say twenty something years since we we went through that um, sort of challenge. And where we are today, the, the company has changed so much. Um, only, you know, Bert, only only like three years ago, we were like 20, 20 folks. Today, we're like 130 plus. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, so we're really growing, really scaling. And, and basically what we do is, you know, cloud engineering right now. We, so we transform from, from m- most of our revenue coming from web development now to mostly, you know, helping government agencies move to the cloud. You know, so it's, it's amazing to me just to... Step back and so we felt that a new brand, you know, uh, you know, we needed to sort of upgrade our brand. Not, you know, everybody knew us as as the web dev company, so it was a great opportunity for us to just kind of rethink uh, how we branded ourselves. 
And 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 uh, L, you know, there was a there was a business kind of business philosophy that you shared with me, and and I I, I want you to you know share it with our our audience because I think it's a, a really uh, insightful way of looking at how you needed to focus on on key elements of of achieving success. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you <laughs> help help remind me what I told you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was a there was a phrase that you used El, that was uh, it it it, <clears throat> it was something about you know uh, looking at the. I, I I'm gonna mis misrepresent this, but you know, looking at the weak link, and and focusing in on what what is the, uh, oh gosh, I wish I I remember the the actual phrase because you had it really nicely articulated, but it was you Man, know I it, think we're, yeah when we were just uh, going back and forth, I think it just kind of uh, kind of just came out. Uh, let me think uh, that you know, yeah, a lot of lot of it is is um, you know, just from from. From what we do today, you know, just just looking at what our core strengths are, mm-hmm, right, and, mm-hmm. and 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 just staying stay focused on that. Not as Steve Jobs used to say, you know, it's more important the things what we you know, what we say no to actually than what we say yes to. So we have to say no to a lot of things. We still have to, uh, you know, there's so much opportunity right now. We still have to say no to tons of tons of things. I think that was the biggest um, challenge at the dot com. Um, era when I didn't say no to anything, you know, I just said, yeah, let's get, go after that. Let's yeah, do this, yeah, yeah. Go after that, and so we were spread so thin, um, and we were we just basically did not know who we were, um, and and therefore we didn't know, you know, what our strengths were and and where we should go. Um, twenty years later, now uh, with twenty twenty hindsight, you know, it, it it has made a big difference in in um, I guess my maturity as a as a business owner, and and you know, over the past few years, we've definitely brought on great great folks like Kurt, you know, Brett, uh, our president. He's unfortunately Brett couldn't be here, but I would have loved for, for Brett to um been on this radio show with us and, and uh you know, he's such a big part of uh who Revacom is today. Um and so, you know, just that maturity as as a group of, of individuals and as a company as a whole, I think we've we've you know, I, you know, just helping us stay focused and we keep each other in check and support each other i think that's a huge part of, of who we are today well that's a good chance to bring uh kurt into the in the conversation and kurt uh when did when did you join revacom and and at at what point in time in its evolution did you come in and 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 contribute to you know its uh its development yeah thanks bert i was actually looking that up today and i think today is literally my two-year anniversary with the company i i think i joined either on the 30th or 31st of August back mm-hmm, in 2020. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's crazy to think that we've been operating in this <laughs> pandemic for such a long time. But, you know, by the time that I had joined, it, it seemed like Revcom already had it all figured out, right? Remote work, how to engage employees across different time zones, all the tools that you need, all, all the forms that you need, right? No longer being able to kind of just like have that hallway cooler conversation, but instead it was sprouting up organically. So, yeah, I was kind of there at the very uh, early start, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. And, again, from my perspective, it seemed like Revacom figured it out. Well, you know, and, and El, when your description of the history, and you're you're absolutely right, because I remember those days when it was primarily around, you know, web development, and, and there was a, mm-hmm. a certain kind of image that Revacom had already established. I mean, you, yep. by, by, by training 
have been a uh, a graphic designer, right? So, yep. you know, yep. it, it was all about kind of the look, and I, I thought it was great. I mean, I, I've always had uh, enjoyable, creative conversations with you, uh, especially, you know, during that period of time when, when you know, I, I remember having this um, epiphany, and I think you and I came up with this idea of uh, uh, the, the, the essential elements of life, you know, food, <laughs> water, and Internet, <laughs> Internet access. Yeah. Yes, as we were at the Santana concert. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And and you know, it, it it was those kinds of interactions that that I think, uh, you know, it's still true today. I mean, those are still the essentials of life, and and it's it's yeah. much more pronounced now. But but, but I'm, I'm I'm diverging a little bit. And what I what I did want to uh, to Kurt's point, you know, when you started to see an a, a need to focus, how did you really embrace this idea of going from kind of this dev shop into more of the, uh, let's say, cloud development, but more more particularly around the market that you are focused in on quite a bit now, which is more of the, yeah. the federal market, right? Because prior yeah, to that, yeah. you were primarily focused in on the commercial market, and now you mm-hmm. to do a pivot into the federal market, I mean, that's not a trivial thing to do. It's not. If I, if I knew what I know now then, I, I don't know if I'd do it, <laughs> oh, <laughs> but, you know, okay. sometimes ignorance is bliss, right? You know, they say, um, but, you know, but we, we've always wanted to be more than a, just a lifestyle business. You know, mm-hmm, I always mm-hmm. wanted to do something more with, with Revacom and, 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 and have Revacom be, you know, a, a good example of a, of a tech company out of Hawaii that can, that can, you know, go beyond the borders, right, of Hawaii, right? And, and, and always, you know, and I know it's in your heart as well to, to, employ Hawaii folks, right? And Hawaii kids even, even you know, bring them back from the mainland mm-hmm, home to Hawaii, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, reduce the brain drain. So um, we had the vision, you know, always there. We tried that in, in the, the dot-com bubble all the time. We try, I tried to open up an office in San Francisco, and, and you know, you know what happened with that. Mm-hmm. The bubble burst like a month after I got there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got some contracts, but, you know, it didn't last long, and I was amazed how quickly things dried up. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, I learned a lot of lessons. So so here we are again trying trying to break out of uh, this. You know, Hawaii's a great market, but it's a very small market, Yes, right. right. So, so we kept thinking, like, if we want to reach our goals, we had a certain size that we wanted to get to, a vision that we wanted to, to, to uh, attain uh, at, over time. Uh, I, I got to tell you, I, I wasn't very clear on how we would do it. We just knew that we cast a stone forward and this, let's see what happens. Let's go for it. Take some risk and go for it. So, um, you know, then the thought came to mind. It's just, you know, what's the biggest stream or river that flows into Hawaii, which is basically, you know, yet travel and tourism and you got the the Fed Gov, right? The D O D here. Right, right. And and so that is what got us sort of focused on a strategy to sort of, you know, try to reach that vision and, and break out beyond the the, the confines of, of the Hawaii market here. So um and, and at the same time what happens was we started to do um, a very much more modern way of doing software, which is agile mm-hmm, DevSecOps. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we started practicing that early. We started getting a lot of um, a lot of um, you know, experience in doing that. And the two sort of came together as we started to focus on, on the DOD market and we started to re, re, remarket ourselves as more of a, you know, that sort of software engineering company. Uh, we got a call, right? And the, and the call was from the, was from Hickam here that they said, you guys are like one of the only guys that we, companies that we found that do exactly what we're looking for, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and, we, and they connected with us and 
you know, you know about the SIBR. We applied for the SIBR, and the SIBR turned to phase one, phase two, and and the rest is history. We got we got a whole bunch of contracts um, after that, and we were now, you know, able through that mechanism to break out of. You know, we had this engine, this revenue engine, to help us break break out beyond the, the local market. And so, so El, I gotta, I want to talk to you more about uh, about that. Uh, and and SIBR is a, a small business innovation uh, research. It's uh, SBIR. And and El, uh, during the break, you can sort of ponder the theory of constraints. So we'll, because <laughs> I think that's what we're uh, searching for. But we're gonna take a short break, and of course, uh, uh, we will be back. Uh, and continue our conversation with Eldon Ito, CEO, and Kurt Nakamura, COO of Revacom. And, of course, we're talking about creating a high-performance remote work environment. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor Ulupono Initiative. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe on HPR One. I'm Bert Lum. If you're just joining us, we're talking to Eldon Ito, CEO, and Kurt Nakamura, COO of Revacom. And of course, right before the break, uh, we were talking about the uh, maybe the you know the chance in a lifetime uh, that presented itself to Revacom that got you your first uh, SBIR grant and gave you the opportunity to be recognized by you know, some of the key uh, uh, federal defense, uh, uh, um, I guess, uh, customers out there. And they, they actually sought you out, right? And so so maybe, um, maybe Kurt, I'll ask you this question. You know, as, as you started to look at from an operational standpoint, trying to fulfill the need of your, your um, client, was that something that uh, also uh, perhaps introduced the need to look at at remote work beyond Hawaii and 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 bring on employees that were, you know, not necessarily located here. Oh, a- absolutely, Bert. You know, talking about theory of constraints, right? I remember Elda and I. We had a lot of conversations about that early on, and you know, like one of the biggest constraints we had at that time was just the the candidate pipeline. We mm-hmm, had mm-hmm. more work, but not enough people to actually do the work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so we, we invested heavily into finding those kind of hidden gems in the Hawaii local market. You know, with remote work and the pandemic, a lot of tech workers, a lot of companies across the U.S. were also going remote. And, and therefore, those remote workers weren't always looking for companies kind of, you know, located just five miles away or a 30-minute drive. So it really opened up the talent pool for Revacom at that time brought in fresh talent, different perspectives, um, you know, different viewpoints as well. So when we talk about diversity, equity, inclusion, you know, that's really important to us as we get outside of kind of like this echo chamber. And especially, too, you know, now not just focusing on Hawaii customers, but truly having users all across different time zones in the U.S. and thinking about their needs. How do we best support them, right? If a user has an issue 8 a.m., 7 a.m. on the East Coast, in Hawaii is going to be able to help that person. Mm-hmm. So it, it really did open up opportunities for us. And you know, recruiting is still one of the, the biggest constraints that we have. It, it's a tough market for any company out there, and it's tough for tech still as well. You know, that's something that we're working on. So, so Kurt, when you talk about 
uh, remote work and you talk about the customer, uh, you, you just alluded to the fact that the customer isn't necessarily just the, the DOD here in Hawaii. So you're, you're actually providing remote work for uh, that, that uh, let's say, federal customer, but they could be located anywhere. So um, maybe the question that I, I'd like to ask is, you know, of the work that Brevacom does, <clears throat> how much of it is is focused on, let's say, uh, the continent versus versus here in Hawaii, and and how do you how do you best service that? So you have the mainland remote workers, you know, working on those mainland projects, and then the Hawaii guys working on the Hawaii projects. So how do you mix that up? Yeah, you know, the customers and users are predominantly in the U.S. and even on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. So as part of our recruiting strategy, you know, we thought it did make sense to find people who are in those time zones, same as the customer, right? Because the customer typically isn't flexing to different time zones um, for companies like us. So we, we actively sought out and recruited employees from those areas um, or, you know, pretty close to that. And you know, we didn't want to create this us versus them culture in the company. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, it's the East Coast team working, and now it's the West Coast team, and now it's the Hawaii team. Mm-hmm. You know, so we have people on a team from all different time zones, you know, Hawaii time, West Coast, Mountain, Central, East Coast. There's challenges to that, obviously, because when you think about, oh, gee, how many hours in the day actually overlap between Hawaii and the East Coast? Turns out, not a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I think what makes Revacom really great is that we leave it up to the teams to kind of figure out how they're going to work. What is the social contract, right? The, the obligations or the commitments that they have to each other. So like if in fact there's only a few hours of overlap between time zones, how is that team going to best utilize the time, right? How are they going to have their meetings? What's going to be done asynchronously, you know, versus a message versus an actual live Zoom meeting? with the customer, with others on the team. So the teams have been empowered to kind of help figure that out. You know, we're still trying to figure out asynchronous work as well. I don't think we're fully um, utilizing it to the best of our abilities, but I think that's going to be a key unlock for our company moving forward as well, especially as, you know, the market continues to grow for us on the DOD and federal government side outside of Hawaii. You know, uh, that's a great... uh bit of uh, insight into what you you are doing and <clears throat> I know we could probably spend uh, another you know hour talking about it now L mm-hmm. you know in the in the <laughs> last uh, minute or so uh, how do you convey your 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 people centric view of of company culture uh, and and have that basically perpetuate through the entire you know remote work environment and of course, that's well, you got to you got to answer it in like maybe thirty seconds. Okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> it's sim- it's simple, but it comes down to our core values. You know, we and our core values is valuing people. You know, uh, by far we value the customer, we value people, and just just you know making sure that we we you know everybody um, is has integrity and they you know they serve one another well. Simple, and and from there all the permutations, uh, all the applications, uh, you know, arrive from, but comes to our core values. Well, El, I got to tell you, you know, you've done a, an excellent job. You've you've been around, I think, what, uh, maybe 20, 25 years now. And like I, like you mentioned earlier, you've grown the company from uh, 20 to the 130 now, and you're going strong. I, I really commend you. And, and you know, in the last uh, 10 it's seconds... It's a team. I got a good team. Where can, uh, where can yeah. people find out more about Revacom? 
Yeah, simple. You can just go to our website. It's rvcm.com and find out uh, everything you, you need to know. Great. And uh, I really want to mahalo you guys for joining me. That's Eldon Ito, CEO, and Kurt Nakamura, COO of RVCM, or better known as Revacom. And, of course, I want to thank them for joining us today. And, of course, you can always uh, catch us on Bite Marks Cafe. Next week, we'll be hearing from something that Elb mentioned, uh, the Small Business Innovation Research. Uh, and they're putting on a conference called Pacific Tech 2022. If you miss any part of this edition, you can find a podcast of tonight's show on bitemarkscafe.org. Our engineer is David Chong. You can catch us on HPR One every Wednesday or anytime via the HPR app or on your favorite podcast application. You stay safe. You stay awesome. We'll see you next week on another edition of Bite Marks Cafe. You stay tuned. Reveal is next. Oh,